All right, everybody. Uh, welcome back to the Offbeat Sports Podcast. Cross here with Aiden and Ian. Uh, Ian's joining us from the Celtics Talk Weekly Podcast, and you've probably seen him on TikTok. He's got a pretty solid Boston following over there. Um, so welcome to the show, Ian. How's it going, Chris? I'm happy to be back. Yeah, so today, uh, today we're going to be doing our series preview of Heat versus Celtics. Um can't, honestly, can't wait. Very happy they were able to get past the Bucks. I was a little nervous there, but I mean, they they kept it tight. <laughs> uh, how'd you yeah. feel about that series? I'm not gonna lie to you. I I don't think I've experienced more anxiety watching a playoff series than I did with that Bucks Celtics series. I mean, there was literally every other day. I had no idea what was going to happen. I felt super confident after one game. They lose super depressed and, you know, not knowing what's going to happen the next game. They win. And, I mean, it all it, – it, I'm glad it all ended up with the Celtics winning the series and the fact that Grant Williams is now the greatest shooter since uh, Game 7 Kelly <laughs> of all time. Roller coaster of emotions that round was. Uh, so let's get into the, the matchup. So – uh, talk about some of the matchups they had this year. Uh, the, the Celtics actually won the series 2-1. Uh, they went 1-0 at Miami and split the games at home. Uh, for, first one um, in November, they won by 17, 95-78. Um, that one was just kind of like really spread out scoring. I mean, Tatum had 10, Horford had 10, Brown had 17. Schroeder at 14, Naismith at 13 off the bench, Langford at 12. Uh, it's hard to judge any series based on how the Celtics played the first half of the year just because the team's different. I know we say this every series preview, but can't really judge it, or can't really judge it based on that. But when you're look, Ian, when you're looking at these matchups, um, what do you what do you like? What stands out to you the most? Do you think? Honestly, I think when it comes to looking at you know, the Celtics matchups with the Heat this season, it kind of came down to, I don't remember which game it was. I think it was either the first or the second game that they didn't have Jimmy Butler. And then I think like the other game, they didn't have Bam Adebayo or something. So, you know, the Heat were never like super healthy when they played them in the beginning of the year. Mm -hmm. And then I remember the last game they played, you know, the Heat just, you know, they looked great and the Celtics just couldn't keep up with them at that time. So yeah. I, I don't know if you can take the regular season series like into too much of effect when it comes to the series, because I just think they're two different teams, mm -hmm. you know, in the playoffs versus the regular season. Yeah. So they, they beat Miami by 30 at the end of January. And that's kind of where the, that's kind of where the streak was starting where the Celtics started to pick their play up. Um, and that was kind of one of their big statement games, which the leading score for the heat was uh, Max Struess. Um kick and shoot but uh um and then the most recent we lost by eight um on march 30th which was end of the season um where I, i'm trying to think oh rob williams was out at that point um brown had 28 um but aiden when you're looking at some of these matchups uh is more recent ones what do you take away from them so what I take away, honestly, is you look at the construction of the Heat roster, it's very similar, eerily similar, honestly, to the Bucks. Like, you look, they have a rim protector and bam, that, I mean, Tatum found that out the hard way a few years ago in the bubble, but you don't want to drive on, on bam. He, he kind of, you know, he deters you from the rim, you know? Um, 
that's similar. The Celtics are really going to have to make sure they're hitting their threes. It's going to be really important in this series. But as Ian had said, there's so much that um, just with injuries, people being in and out of lineup, it's really hard to look at the regular season mm -hmm. uh, matchups to take into this playoff series. But looking at the Heat play in the playoffs, it's the Celtics are going to have to play well for sure if they want to make their first finals since 2010. Mm -hmm. Yeah, now I want to kind of get into some of the top stories around this series. That uh, Number one, it was announced today Kyle Lowry is officially out for game one. Um, that's a big loss, although they were 4-0 without him in the Sixers series and 0-2 with him when he was kind of hobbling back in. But, um, Ian, what is, your, what is your thoughts on the impact of Lowry being out in the, the, uh, at least game one? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, even though the Heat were 4-0 against the Sixers without Lowry, I still think Lowry brings so much to the Miami Heat that I think they need if they want to win a game like the Celtics. Because if you think about it, the Celtics have Marcus Smart on the other end at point guard. You know, a matchup of Marcus Smart and Kyle Lowry is, you know, it almost feels like it offsets each other a little bit just mm -hmm. because they both play a similar style of game. And I think Kyle Lowry is super important to the Heat. I know he hasn't had the greatest season or, you know, the greatest luck with injuries this year. But, you know, I just think back to the bubble back in 2020 where he kind of like led the Raptors kicking and screaming to a seven-game series with the Celtics. And granted, that was the bubble and that was a little while ago. But still, you know, Kyle Lowry can make a difference on a team, you know, whether he's, you know, there or 100% or not. So hmm. I think it's a pretty, pretty – big loss for the heat i don't think it's going to be like when middleton was out with the bucks yeah but i still think it's going to be a loss for the heat nonetheless yeah lowry i mean <laughs> the battle of the floppers between lowry and smart uh that'll be fun but uh no lowry um he's very important his leadership stands out more than anything for me is grit um so that's definitely there's definitely gonna be a hole there that i'm hoping the celtics will take advantage of but aiden what are your thoughts on lowry being out <clears throat> Yeah, Lowry being out is definitely a loss for the Heat. Not just what he can do on offense. I mean, he can hit the three ball. He's a great uh, facilitator. I think he averaged over seven assists per game this season. But on defense, I think is the biggest part of where the Heat are going to miss him is Lowry is a good defender in that not only can he draw charges, but he can hang with some like bigger guys. I know that in the bubble series, even though it was a few years ago, um, the Celtic wings often struggled with Lowry just because kind of like smart. He's like, he's always there. You're kind of afraid to really bump into him because you know, he's going to try to get the whistle, but I mean, the heater deep at the point guard position, I mean, they're just going to bring probably Tyler hero in off the uh, bench. Like I they think have starting, but they still want hero coming off. The hero will play okay. a majority of the minutes. That's yeah. just how they do yeah. it. Kind of like the Lou so, Will. Yeah. Like Lou Will yeah. would come off the bench so like, and play 95% of the game, so it didn't really matter. Yeah, so, like, they have, they have depth there, but neither Hero nor Vincent are cl even close to as good of a defender or facilitator as Lowry is. So, yeah, I don't think it'll be a massive loss, like, like a Middleton-level hole that they're going to have to fill, but they're definitely going to feel – um, the void of Lowry, especially if he has to miss multiple games. I don't know if there's a timetable on when he could be back. Yeah, and I, I'm, I actually, uh, maybe an unpopular opinion, I'm more concerned with Lowry being out that Harrow's going to get more minutes because I feel like Harrow should be starting anyway. And he's so good. And he's such a bucket. <laughs> it, may, it may be worse for the Celtics. 
Lowry, like Lowry being out and opening up more of a role for Hero uh, when he's really a player that should be starting in the NBA. Um, and like that kind of leads into like now we have Smart being questionable. Um, I heard today, or I saw today that like the MRI came back clean, which means he'll probably play. But if he's hobbling and he ends up tweaking it again and he could miss some time, that may hurt us. Um, like Derek White stepped up when he was out when smart went out um, in the last series, but smart. So important to this team. I just, I feel like if he, if he misses a couple games, that may, that may be it for the Celtics. Um, but yeah, I, I just, that, that's my concern with, with uh, smart is that he may re-injure it uh, uh, in the, in play when playing. Yeah. I mean, I think that's always going to be a concern. Um, you know, with Marcus Smart, you know, he has the history of getting injured, you know, and, you know, the way he plays, it kind of invites injuries to pop up from time to time. But, you know, I don't know, like, maybe I'm just being, you know, too optimistic about it, but I'm not sure it's going to be as big of a deal as, you know, I think it could be. Um, you know, I mean, they just played the Bucks. They just had to play Giannis seven yeah. games. I think it was like a precautionary thing that they got the MRI and the walking boot and stuff just to like hundred percent, make sure that yeah. there's nothing wrong. So, I mean, if it comes up again and he doesn't look hundred percent in the series, then I guess, you know, that's going to be, have to be another thing that you have to look at. But for now, I think smart's going to be, I think he's going to be okay. And I mean, the Celtics won, what was it? Game two without smart in the yeah. Milwaukee series. So you know, I'm not saying that that doesn't downplay anything, but at the same time, they have proven that they can, you know, they can, you know, maybe steal a game if Smart doesn't play one game. Yeah, and like you look at you look at these matchups. I mean, with Smart being out, you lose you definitely lose some of that defensive, uh, that guard defensive versatility because uh, they get a lot of good guards. Like even Butler, he's at the small forward. I still consider him a shooting guard. Um, I know, like, I know a lot of people like call him a small forward now, but I think it's really just because of the team that's put together. They have a lot of guards, so they need him to play more of a small forward role. Uh, I still see him as a shooting guard because that's what he, that's what he used to be. And I feel like that's still his role. So I think you need that defensive versatility uh, with smart in the game. I know white is a very good defender. Uh, I just like Smart's physicality against the team, like the Heat, where they always play physical. Um, but next top story, we had the bubble rematch uh, where the Celtics ended up losing um, and the Heat went to the finals and got smacked by the uh, the Lakers um, in LeBron or LeBron and the Lakers. Uh, but, I mean, you got to – teams have changed. Um, like Miami, only four t- players – like who got legitimate minutes in that series remain, which is just Jimmy Butler, Hero, Bam, and Duncan Robinson. Uh, and that doesn't include Haslam because he didn't play in that series, but <laughs> that old man just sits on the end of the bench all the time. Uh, but yeah, they lost, they lost guys like Goran Dragic who killed us in that series. If you remember uh, for some reason, that man loves to kill the Celtics, uh, but they don't have him anymore. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other guys they had in that series. Uh, um, Kendrick Nunn. Yeah, Kendrick Jay Crow- Nunn. Jay Crowder was on that team. Oh, yeah, Jay Crowder was on that team. Yeah, I mean, those are those are important pieces. 
um, that I don't know they like since they don't have any more that they might they that may hurt them. But we got we still got Tatum, Brown, Smart, Tice, Grant Williams, and Rob Williams from that series. Um, so I feel I feel good about this series, and I feel like I feel like both team both teams have really changed, but like also in another sense, like they still play like the Heat still play a similar style of basketball because their core is the same while the Celtics play a completely different way with a new coach. And I feel like if they played the way they play now back then, they win that series easily. They should have won that series at the time, but I mean, that, that game winning block by Bam Adebayo really like that, that like you mentioned it earlier, but like that, that was game change. I know it was game one, but like that was series changing. It's kind of, it's kind of crazy, but like, uh, Aiden, what are some of your thoughts on that or the rematch, the bubble rematch? Yeah, so as you said, Cross, the teams have changed quite a bit since then. I think a very underrated acquisition that nobody's talking about in the, you know, the pre-series predictions and analysis um, articles is the addition of Al Horford to the Celtics. Like, if you remember correctly, Bam Adebayo just torched us inside in that series. He was getting every rebound. He was blah. He was getting every block. He was doing everything for the Heat. He was like the bit. He was the X factor for them outside of Duncan Robinson, of course, hitting every three that he took. But um, we had Tyson on Bam for the majority of the minutes, and Tyson is a solid defender. But Bam has the height advantage. Bam is stronger. Bam was strong fouls so often on Tyson. But I mean, we just saw firsthand. Horford do as good a job as anybody in um, locking up the best player in the world and Giannis. So I think that Giannis and Bam are very similar in terms of like their size, what they like to do in going to the basket. So I think Horford could really um, make a positive impact for the Celtics covering Bam in this series. I think he could really kind of neutralize what Bam's going to do. Horford is just that good of a defender, even at his, or his uh, older age now, but I really like our chances with Horford, even being able to space the floor on offense, not just on defense, kind of get Bam out on the perimeter, open up the lanes for Tatum and Brown to drive. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Ian, do you have any thoughts on the bubble? Yeah, definitely. And, you know, like you were talking about before, these two teams are different, but they're kind of the same in a way where the cores are the same, you know, but the play styles and, you know, the other players on the heat are different. But, you know, I like to go on like what Aiden said with Al Horford. Another interesting thing that we really didn't have in that series, Grant Williams wasn't the defensive guy that he was, that he is now. The Celtics really weren't the defensive-oriented team that they were back in the bubble that they are right now. And, you know, you know, we did, you know, we contained Giannis as best as we could. You know, there's only so much you're going to do when it comes to playing against Giannis and being able to stop him. But, you know, in the first round, the Celtics just completely, you know, almost neutralized Kevin Durant, who is, you know, one of the best scorers in NBA history. So, you know, I feel like Bam falls in the middle of those two guys. And, you know, I don't think it's going to be, you know, like Kevin Durant, where they completely lock Bam up the entire series. But I do feel like they're going to do a lot better job of defending him. So he's not going to torch them inside. And, you know, Robert Williams wasn't the player that he was back in 2020. Tatum wasn't the player that he was smart. You know, Jalen, all of these guys were not the guys that they were, you know, two years ago. You know, it feels like ancient history, but, 
the fact that they've been able to improve themselves so much and, you know, they've been able to play as a unit all for one that, you know, I, it's going to be a insanely close series, but I think it's going to give the Celtics the edge. Yeah. Um, and now maybe we'll get into some of the matchups. Um, so this is assuming smarts playing and we'll just talk about the game one matchups just cause for fun and we'll leave Lowry out of it for now. Um, and before we get into that, I'm looking at our starting lineup, Smart, Brown, Tatum, Horford, and Rob Will. Uh, I have Rob Will starting, but if I was a coach, I think I'd start Grant just because of matchup-wise. Um, you're looking at Tucker and Adebayo. I think I'd rather Horford on Adebayo, and I think Rob Will and Tucker would be fine, but I think Grant might match up better with Tucker just because I feel like they're very similar um, and size-wise. like. Uh, but I think Rob William will start, but I think Grant will end up getting a lot of minutes in the series. Um, I think he'll play a big role defensively on some of those bigger guys. I think he can even cover out of bio pretty well. Um, but looking at uh point guard position, smart versus Gabe Vincent, um, smart. I have smart. Uh, we'll just kind of pick who we think, um, is better on, on at positional wise. Uh, I think smart versus Vincent. I'll take smart in that matchup all day. Uh, if it was smart versus Lowry, I feel like it, I'd put it as more of a wash. But uh, smart versus Vincent, I got smart. Um, Aiden, do you want to go? Yeah, um, I'm taking smart here. Defensive player of the year. Played really well in the last box series. Has some momentum behind him versus Vincent, who's kind of a spot starter, as you said, Cross. So, yeah, I'm taking smart all day in this one. Ian? Yeah, I think I think you have to take smart Gabe Vincent. You know, he's he's a pretty good role player. Mm-hmm. You know, he came up from the G League. He's played pretty well for the Miami Heat for, you know, where he was. But I just don't think that he can really match up with Marcus Smart like that. So I think I take smart. Yeah. And then we got Brown versus Struess. And I think Struess is really underrated, uh, especially against like the Celtics. He like he shoots really well. Um, so I think he's going to be an important part for the heat if he can get going. Um, but I still go Brown Brown's an all-star, um, caliber player. And, you know, he wasn't an all-star this year, but he kind of got robbed, but I would, I'd still take Brown over Struis, even though I think Struis will be a huge part of the series for Miami. Um, yeah. And I'm assuming you're going Brown too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want to go Brown and. You know, like you said, Max Strews, I think he's super underrated. And, you know, the Celtics could have had Max Strews. But, you know, that's that's a whole nother story that we don't need to get back into. But, you know, he's played really well at Miami. You know, he single-handedly, was it like, what, game five that he just went off against the Sixers? So, you know, he's an important part to their offense. But I think Jalen Brown, I think I'd have to take Jalen Brown. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aiden? Yeah, so... I'm taking JB. Like, as you guys said, Struess is definitely an underrated player. I think he's shooting in the mid-40s for three-point percentage this season. So nobody's really talking enough, like, enough about his impact for the Heat. But he's not an all-star level player like Jalen Brown is. He can't do what Jalen Brown is doing in terms of scoring consistently, um, passing to his teammates getting them open looks, rebounding. Brown is just the more complete player, not even talking about defense either. So, yeah, I'm taking JB. Yeah, and then I'm looking small forward position, Tatum versus Butler. This is the the Marquet matchup that everyone's looking at. Um, I think Tatum's better, but I think Butler's impact 
like for his team is probably more important just because I feel like he's going to have to carry a huge load in the series. Well, like Tatum, like he, we've seen it in the last series. He had a couple off games. Celtics still were able to do some stuff like play other players stepped up. Um, so like, I feel like Butler's impacts bigger, but I'm still take Tatum in this matchup. I, I think Tatum better player uh, overall. So I'll go Tatum at the small forward. And I know, I mean, the first three have been Celtics, um, but I feel like, well, I'll get into that after, but Ian, what are you looking at this matchup? Yeah. And, you know, I made a whole video talking about a preview and I said the most important thing was how Jason Tatum was going to stack up against Jimmy Butler. You know, like you said, I know, you know, we know that Jason Tatum is a top 10 player in the NBA. You know, he can ascend to a higher level as well, but you know, the 10 point games that, you know, he had the 10 point game that he had against Milwaukee probably won't work in this series as much as the Milwaukee series because the Heat and the Celtics match up so well together that, you know, that could be the difference in deciding a game. So I think it's going to be really important for Tatum to have a great series. And, you know, that's the same thing with Jimmy Butler but the Celtics have been able to neutralize the other team's best player throughout this entire playoffs. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as great as Jimmy Butler is and, you know, as, you know, elite that he is in the playoffs, I mean, he single-handedly dragged that heat team to the finals in 2020. So, but I still think I have to take Tatum just like you said, because I still think Tatum's the better player overall. And I think that he's showing that he can, you know, be on the next level of players in the NBA. Aiden. Yeah, so I was tempted to call this one a wash um, earlier in the series. I mean, for Celtics and Bucks watching it, because Jimmy Butler is just, he's just really good at being able to pick off his teammates' slack and just drag them past rounds. Like, he really carried the heat in the last round. I think he averaged like 28 a game, seven assists. So, like, he was doing everything for them in that series, even when they were struggling to score. But Seeing Jason Tatum just take over game six against the Bucs in the way that he did really showed me the possibilities of what he can do and that he can beat anybody on any given day. So I'm going to take Tatum in this one. Um, there, I think Butler is still going to have a big series, but I think Tatum is really going to up his game and really show the world here that he has what it takes to be the number one option on a championship level team. Yeah, and, and honestly, I, I find this matchup similar to when I was we were talking about the Nets-Celtics series and we were looking at the Tatum-Durant matchup. And I was saying Durant, but also, like, Durant's better, but, like, Tatum's impact is just as, like, big. So, like, I'm tempted to call it a wash, even though KD's better. Uh, so, I feel like we're kind of in a similar situation like that, uh, where Tatum's the better player, but both impact is so important. You don't really want to say that. Um but next, power forward, you got Horford and Tuck and PJ Tucker. Um, this, I mean, after the Buck series, everyone was riding the Daddy Al train, uh, which I love. But uh, <laughs> PJ Tucker just impacts winning. I, 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 I think he's a really talented, like player defender. Uh, he, uh, when he gets hot, he can shoot the ball. Um, he impacts winning. Like you could see it with the Bucks last year, he was so important to that team. And there was definitely a hole without him uh, this year. Uh, so I think I have a wash with this one. And I'm kind of toward, leaning towards Tucker, even though I love Big Al. 
but I, 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 that may be unpopular, but I think I'm leaning towards Tucker in this one. Um, Aiden, do you, uh, what are your thoughts on that one? Um, this one is definitely going to be a close matchup. Um, both Tucker and Horford are key role players for their respective teams, but I think I'm going to take Horford here by the narrowest of margins, just because, I mean, not only can Horford show that he can still score at his age, but he can also, he just defends at such a high level. Like seeing him guard Giannis, guard, he switched on to KD oftentimes. Seeing him guard those guys um, really showed his versatility on the defensive end and that Tucker is a good defender, but he can't do what Horford does being able to guard positions because Horford can guard the centers, obviously, but he can even switch on to like a point guard, for example, like if he can switch on to hero for a possession and still play good defense. And I just don't think that Tucker can, he's that versatile as big Al is. So I'm going to take Al by a slight, slight margin here. Yeah. Ian. Yeah, I agree with you, Aiden. Um, I think I have to take Al Horford. I know I've taken every Celtics player in this uh, thing so far, but I think, you know, you talked about the defensive end on how versatile he is defensively, but Al Horford can have more of an impact offensively than PJ Tucker can, in my opinion, because Al Horford, not only can he, you know, he can post up, he can shoot the mid range, but he can also shoot the three, you know, granted, you know, you're not going to expect, you know, a 30 point series every single game, like, you know, game four was, but I think Al Horford just impacts the Celtics more than uh, PJ Tucker impacts the Miami heat. So I think that's why I have to take uh, daddy Al out here. So. <laughs> uh, all right. I'll be the oddball. I, I feel like Tucker is just so, I, I don't know. I feel like, his energy and his defense, like his defense is just his whole vibe impacts winning. Um, I'll, I'll be the unpopular opinion. That's fine. Uh, and I love Al Harvard. So that's saying a lot. Um, but we go to the center position, Rob will versus Bam Adebayo. That's going to be a huge matchup. I know Horford will probably end up switching there a lot. Grant might get matched up, but Rob Williams, Assuming he's going to be fully healthy as he is for game one, but maybe later in the series, we may see the, some soreness again, but hopefully not. We could use Rob Williams and his defensive ability. Cause I feel like people keep forgetting the impact Rob Williams was having before he got injured. And, and now everyone's like, like kind of just like, all right, well, we haven't played with him, So like, and we're winning. So like, who cares if he comes back, but his impact's going to be huge. But I still think I'm taking Bam out of bio. Uh, he's such a he's he's such a talent. Um, he killed us a couple years ago, um, and he's just a unit inside and grab boards. We've been struggling. We've been struggling to grab those defensive boards. We've been letting up off a lot of offensive rebounds, and I think he's going to probably be able to take advantage of that a little bit, as will probably Tucker. Um, and Dwayne Dedman off the bench, but I think Adebayo takes this one, in my opinion. Uh, Ian, what are you looking at uh, for this Rob Will Adebayo matchup? Yeah, honestly, I think this one might be the most tough matchup to really, you know, kind of look at because, you know, like you said, the defensive re and the offensive rebounding when it came to the series in the Bucks really was not there. But I feel like Robert Williams, you know, kind of makes up for that a little bit 
I think Robert Williams has more of an impact, you know, rebounding the ball than Al Horford or Daniel Tice or, you know, Grant Williams or Tatum or whomever. Um, so I, I don't think I can pick one. I think I'm going to call it a wash because for as great as Bam Adebayo is, I think Bam Adebayo is, you know, you know, he's a top five center in the NBA, in my opinion. And I just think, I don't know. I'm not going to say he's going to be neutralized by Robert Williams, but I have a feeling his impact won't be as large as it was back in 2020 mm-hmm. in the series. If Robert Williams is healthy, if Robert Williams isn't healthy, I think I'll lean more towards Bam out of bio because Bam is just that good. But for right now, you know, assuming that Rob is healthy, I think I'm going to call it a wash. Aiden. It pains me to take Bam over Rob here, but I think that Bam is just the better player of the two, just all feelings aside. I think Rob is a top 10 center in the league. Like, I'm very high on Rob, but as Ian said, Bam is a top five center in the league, He and he can just do things that Rob is unable to. Yeah, because not only can forget he forget about Bam in the center conversation a lot. Yeah. Because yeah. he's kind of like an in-between guy, but I feel like – I feel like people forget about him when they're talking about center center. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Continue. Sorry. So like, not only can he protect the rim, but he's also such a good passer and we all know Rob is a good facilitator as well. He can find his teammates, but there are sets where the heat just have Bam bring the ball up and just, you know, set up the offense and the Celtics don't really do that with Rob and Bam has really worked on his jump shot in the last couple of years, he's developed a consistent mid-range. I just remember him hitting a bunch of mid-range shots over Daniel Tice in the bubble. So his, his shot has really improved and Rob has kind of gone away from his shot and more um, of a dunks over the top type of guy. And so I think Rob is definitely going to have an impact on this series. Bam isn't going to be putting up his usual numbers with Rob guarding him, but I do think that Bam is the better player and that the heat will have, even a little bit minuscule um, advantage in that matchup if Rob is covering Bam. Yeah, exactly. I, I just I, I like Adebayo. I wish I wish the Celtics had him. Although I do really like Rob Williams. Um, but yeah, now we look at the benches. Uh, just I'll, we'll look at them as a whole. Uh, Grant Williams, Pritchard, uh, Tice, and White on the Celtics bench, and then they got on the other side got the Six Man of the Year, Tyler Harrow. Oladipo, former All-Star, Dwayne Dedman, Duncan Robinson, who used to start and now has lost his role completely. And um, I think it's Caleb Martin, I think, is on there. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why I'm – It's one of the two. <laughs> it's Caleb on the, on the Heat, right? I believe it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and looking at these, as much as I really like our bench and our depth, I, I, I mean, they have the sixth man of the year. Uh, it's hard to argue with that. Um, Duncan Robinson's the end of their bench and he like, he's like, he was a starter and he, he's killed the Celtics in some games. Um, Oladipo, he's a, he's a talent and honestly he could be starting as well. Like they got, they got a bunch of guys that like could be starting on their bench. So I have to go to the heat bench on this one. Uh, Ian. Cross, you know how much I love Grant Williams. Yeah, I know. You know how much I love Peyton Pritchard. Which is weird you know? because I feel like we were all hating on Grant Williams last year. And, <laughs> and yeah, you know what? You know we, we we don't have to we don't have to talk about that. You know, um, but 
like you said, it's super hard to pick against the Miami Heat bench. I feel like the Heat's bench make so much more of an impact for their team. And that's not taking away from the fact that Grant Williams has become a great shooter. You know, Peyton Pritchard played out of his mind at the end of the season. You know, he hasn't had really the same impact in the second round versus the Bucks that he did. But in game seven, he showed up in the fourth quarter. And, you know, Derek White, you're not really going to rely on him offensively. But, you know, defensively, he's, you know, a great defender. And he's been he's able been to playing well lately. hold his own. Other than game seven, he's been playing well. Yeah. And, you know, I have conflicting feelings with Daniel Tice, but, you know, he's still a serviceable and solid defender in his own right. But I think, you know, uh, one second, I hate to cut you off, but Tice is getting a lot of hate after last series. I mean, he struggled at like, but like the matchups were bad for him, like covering. No, I know I'm 100 percent aware of that. It's just me personally. I just never really. You know, I just never really got there with Tice when it came to, you know, being the starter as our center. I don't think he was ever supposed to be our starting center. Mm -hmm. And I think that was the reason why, you know, he had kind of a sour taste for me personally. But, you know, like you said, Tyler Hero, sixth man of the year, he's basically a starter. He plays starter minutes. He just happens to come off the bench. Victor Oladipo was an all-star like, what, three or four years ago with the Pacers. And, you know, he's found his way and found his role you know, like you said, Duncan Robinson, he was a starter. He can shoot the lights out. Uh, Dwayne Dedman, he's, you know, your rough interior guy that you need on a team. And, you know, just like that. So as as much as it pains me to say, because I love the Celtics bench players, I got to take the Miami Heat bench. Aiden? I'm going to call a wash on this one. And though, even though I'm leaning a little bit towards the Heat bench, I think that if Peyton Pritchard can – you know, bring back his impact that he had against the Nets and that he showed in the fourth quarter game seven and Grant Williams can consistently knock down his shots. And I mean, Tice should have better matchups than this one with Dedmond and uh, Bam that it can really kind of equal the heat bench production. Cause I mean, we all know that hero is going to get his points. He's the sixth man of the year for a reason. Yeah, he can put the ball in the hoop at a, um, you know, a serviceable rate. So he's going to be big for them. I'm not big on um, Deadman. I think he's like a decent backup big, but yeah, I, I think he's that, a solid filling. Yeah, yeah, we should win the minutes either way with Tice or I mean the starters will play heavy minutes in the series like they do for all playoff matchups. So I don't think the bench as a whole for either team will play a massive impact outside of maybe Grant Williams and Tyler Hero for both their respective teams. I think it'll be a wash, if, especially those Celtics players can up their production and kind of do what they've been doing for the past two series, that there won't be a huge discrepancy between the two teams' benches. Mm-hmm. Um, and just some of my final thoughts, I, I think, like, I know, I, I think we all took a lot of the Celtics players uh, in the matchups more than more than the Heat, and I know, like, we're Celtics fans, everyone who say, oh, they're green teamers. I don't think that, like, I don't think that's going to give the Celtics a huge advantage. I think the Heat play really well together, and their chemistry bumps them up a whole lot and makes all their players look way better. So, like, I don't want it to, like, be misleading that we're, like, taking a lot of the Celtics players in this. I I think that Heat is a damn good team, and their chemistry and their, and their like, just fluidness on defense and offense – um, or defense than their offense because I don't think their offense is, is awesome, but their defense is phenomenal. I think 
that 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 will lead them to giving us a tough series. Um, and I'm looking at some of the injury reports uh, just that I didn't see before we started. Uh, Caleb Martin, Struess, uh, PJ Tucker, and Gabe Vincent are all listed as questionable to play. I don't know how serious those are. Uh, they could all play. They could all not play. I have no idea. Um, some of them don't play. That may be a pretty big impact, um, which can help the Celtics steal this steal at least one in Miami, which would be huge if we can get back to like home court with a win. Um, but just my thoughts, I say Celtics in six. Um, uh, yeah, Celtics in six. I think they're going to steal. I think they're going to steal game one, lose game two, win both at home, uh, and then lose game five and then win at home game six. Um, Ian, what do you, what are your thoughts on how many games they'll go and who will win? Yeah. And, you know, like you said, you know, we did pick a lot of Celtics guys, but the Miami heat are no joke. You know, they were the number one seed in the East for a reason, you know, they dominated the heat. They dominated the Sixers, you know, dominated the heat, dominated the Hawks and dominated the Sixers. But you know, it's just one of those things where I just think this Celtics team is so much different than the one in 2020. I think I give the Celtics way more of a chance than I did back then. And, you know, I just think there's going to be something like a some fluke game, you know, either it's Miami or Boston side where there's just going to be something that happens in the fourth quarter or a buzzer beater that, makes the series go longer than it needs to like in the Milwaukee series. So I think I'm going to take Celtics in seven. I know winning in Miami game seven is going to be difficult, but I think the Celtics are battle tested. They've been able to come back. They've been able to play with their backs against the wall and they've been able to be resilient and they've been able to change. So I think I'm going to take Celtics in seven. Aiden. Part of me wants to take Celtics in five, the optimistic part that everything will go right. Um, All the players will play well, but I'm going to go with the more realistic option of Celtics in six. Um, I think that, as Ian said, the Celtics are a different team now. I mean, the Heat have also gotten better, but I think just the Celtics, their whole scheme is different at this point. And I also believe that the Bucs were a real good test for this series. I think the Bucs are a better team than Miami is. But just being able to show that you can come back from a 3-2 deficit to believe in the players, believe in their own abilities, believe in their talent and capability of winning the series. And I think that was huge, being able to go against someone like Giannis. And I think that will serve well, especially for the Celtics role players in this series, because we know the Jays are going to show up and score. We know Butler's going to be scoring on the other side, but I think that series was massive, obviously, for Grant Williams in that last game. But yeah, also definitely for some a big confidence booster for all the guys. Yeah. Definitely. So I think that will really help the Celtics' momentum in this series. And they they do match up well with the Heat. Um, they have the perimeter defenders to throw at Butler. Um, they can I have a feeling that Struess is going to struggle from deep in this series. The Celtics are going to be focused on him, try to focus the defenders on Hero as well. So I think the Celtics will get it done in six. As you said, Cross, I have the same games that they win and lose, except I would just flip one and two. I think that the Heat will probably grab game one because of their rest and extra preparation time. But I have the Celtics winning two, three, and four, going up three, one, and then closing out in six. 
Yeah, and before we end the episode, I just want to show this cold photo that from uh, Game 7 that I just found. Um, I think this photo is so sick. Yeah. I think that was from Game Six. I think that oh, was, was after Game the, Six. The oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was that was after the alley oop from uh, Brown to Tatum. Oh yeah, that is such a fire photo. No, wait, no, that's Game Seven because it, it's yeah, at they're at home. They're at home. That's definitely Game Seven. That's a no. They were. I don't know. I thought that was. Oh no, that was Game Five. My bad. Oh, was it Game Five? Five. Either yeah, way, that five. is a cold photo. Uh, smart height uh, with Tatum and Brown in the background. I think that's. So I think cool. I think that photo is better though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. For those of you who are listening and can't see that, it was a picture of Smart celebrating. And in the background, like, kind of faded is Tatum and Brown jumping, like, shoulder to shoulder. And then Ian showed a nice photo of Grant Williams with Larry Bird's ghost in the background. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no. So I, I feel good. I can't wait. It's going to be a fun series, just as the Milwaukee one was. I really hope they win this, but I hope for a great series as always. Uh, but thanks. Uh, thanks Ian for coming on. Uh, we appreciate it. Um, and go Celtics. All right. We'll see you guys next time.